Confidence is the muscle, right? That we're constantly working on. And style is one of the tools that we have that helps us get there and build that muscle. And there's not one word that comes up in every conversation with every person I have around style that I'm working with. It's confidence. Either they want to feel confident in their body. They want to feel confident with their choices. They want to feel confident in the morning when they are picking out clothes that they are, I don't want to say doing it right because there's no wrong way to do it. But at the end of the day, they're all looking for that. Hello, lady. Welcome to your July monthly lifestyle edit roundup styled for life, baby. So pumped about today's episode because I love a good pod episode that has been ruminating for a while. And when I tell you that the theme for this month for me and just my life theme right now has been ruminating for a while and testing me and coming up on repeat, boy, has it. And I'm so excited to make that a really, really, really big part of today's show. So like I said, welcome Style Nation to Styled for Life. You know, our not brand new podcast, but our next level, our up leveled podcast. And I'm super, super excited. This monthly roundup episode is literally one of my favorite, favorite episodes because I am a lifestyle junkie. I'm a product junkie. I'm a self-development junkie. I am like I just want to feel good. And I feel like most people, right, our quest in life is to feel good. And for those of us, like myself, um, that grew up in the 80s and 90s, that was never something that was taught to me, right? My husband and I were just having this really good conversation around possibilities and the possibilities of life weren't something that were avidly shown to me. So I've loved this quest of crafting a super amazing lifestyle based on what I want. And some of my favorite fucking podcasters and influencers just do that so unapologetically themselves. And so I'm always obsessed with this episode because it's literally just the lifestyle roundup of like favorite things that keep me inspired, keep me feeling good, keep me ready for the game of life. And it's all so connected, right? We're all so connected to this, like, how I see it is this, like, collective consciousness. So I think it's just a really fun place to show up and share. So this roundup is all about looking forward to the month and the things that have been really, really rocking my world. So we're going to cover what you can look forward to on the pod this month. And it's so juicy. Let me tell you, July is going to be the best month ever celebrations because what I just realized and this ties back into this month's theme celebrations are a really really big fucking part of that and I have some hot fucking style tips for you again recurring themes that have been coming up so this month's theme and it's gonna sound choose, uh, cheesy and I it's one of the words that's super buzzy and it's on repeat and when things are on repeat and buzzy like I have this rebellious side of me that kicks up that's like I'm too cool for that. And I don't want to be doing and saying everything that everyone else is doing and saying. But the flip side to that is that we're all doing and saying the same things because we all need the same things. And it's the medicine that we need. So this month's theme is really around confidence. But I want to take it really deep. 
on what I, how I see confidence. And I have a whole roadmap of how this shit has been showing up in my life. And I'm super excited to like take you on this journey. I have really big life news that has really busted open this theme for me around confidence and how I see it showing up every day in our lives. And for me, confidence is the muscle, right? That we're constantly working on. And style is one of the tools that we have that helps us get there and build that muscle. And there's not one word that comes up in every conversation with every person I have around style that I'm working with. It's confidence. Either they want to feel confident in their body. They want to feel confident with their choices. They want to feel confident that they can shop for themselves. They want to feel confident that they know what looks good on them. They want to feel confident in the morning when they are picking out clothes that they are I don't want to say doing it right because there's no wrong way to do it. But at the end of the day, they're all looking for that. And I've been on this kick lately around, I heard another stylist say, style is not the reward. And I thought, wow, that just blew my mind. And that tied so closely to, I've always said, like style is the tool in your self-care box that you're not picking up enough. And in my experience, it's one of the tools that we have just left by the wayside So I have tools I've left by the wayside where I've been really good at using my style tool. In the past, I hadn't been really good about using my workout tool or my journaling tool. But they're all tools in the toolbox that we get access to. So stick with me because I want to take you on this journey of confidence, like how it's shown up and the different aspects to it and the different things that might resonate with you. Because confidence, to me, it was the overarching theme that leads me to what I think are actually the two biggest components of life, which is self-worth and self-trust. And again, I think confidence, I think self-worth is the biggest pillar. It's the mecca of the journey to me. Next is self-trust. And I think by building my confidence muscle is how I get to trust myself, which in turn is how I develop my self-worth. And then how I build my confidence muscle is all these other little things. Style, good habits, working out, and dare I fucking say it, boundaries. Because boundaries is really the word that has come up in my life for the last 60 days fucking repeatedly. Okay, let me say that again. (laughs) Boundaries is the word that has come up repeatedly that I have just fucking shoved so far and so deep because it's a buzzword. Do you have boundaries? You got to establish good boundaries, blah, 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 boundaries. And it just like every time I hear it, I cringe, which I know means it's my work to do because I'm not someone that has really good boundaries, even though I feel like I'm not easily taken advantage of, if that makes sense. And a thought error that I have lived by is that I don't have to have good boundaries or I don't have a problem with boundaries because I'm not a pushover. But those are two different things, right? Like two totally different things. But that was just like a belief that I had in my mind because I know people in my life who are gullible or that I would say are gullible, that are pushovers, that are doormats or any of those other words that we use for someone that we feel like is being taken advantage of or not standing up for themselves. 
And in my mind, I was like, well, I'm not that. So I don't have a problem with boundaries. But in fucking reality, I do. And God damn it, I don't like it. But uh, I want to take you on this journey. But first, I did want to give you a sneak peek on what's coming up on the pond. Call out some celebrations because I want to hold space for myself and for you to remind you that focusing on celebrations is part of building our confidence muscle, which at the end of the day helps us trust ourselves for big, big moves and leaps of faith. So stick with me. So before we hop in, make sure that you are on my super fun newsletter list. So last week, I missed sending out um email. I have been really consistent because I want to lean into email more than social media because I think email is deeper, it's more connected, and I feel a pull to get off of social media, especially when our world is really, really paralyzing. It's super hard for me to not take on some of those emotions. And as someone who spends a lot of time on social media and shares my business on social media, there's this great area of me having me feeling that I have to validate my position on things that are happening in our country to like be, mm, I don't know if it's relatable, but so people know how I feel about things, but it's not true. And right now what I find with the memes and the news cycle to be very, very polarizing. And I'm going to go on a limb and say I'm pretty open, vulnerable person. And I go super deep on this podcast that I'm pretty sure you can guess at any moment where I stand on things that are going on. And if you're not sure where I stand on things that are going on, you know you could reach out to me because I'm also super curious to have really open, deep conversations around why we may or may not have the same views, but I'm hoping and I'm assuming that we probably do. Because at the end of the day, this podcast was born out of creating an inspiring place for women to talk about the things that we just have not talked about. Because I didn't grow up with women talking about their bodies and their periods at the dinner table or like openly. It was a shameful experience, right? It was a hush-hush experience. It, you know, it was all of those things. Like, we, I do not let that shit happen in my house because it's not shameful. Like, we are literally fucking magic walking. Uh, we fucking give birth. Like, like I'm sorry. <laughs> we are queens. Um, So, this place, for me, is a really super safe space to honor how amazing women are and, of course, the men in our lives that help support all of the things. That being said... This is why I've been leaning into email. So you should hop on the email list. Super juicy. I'm trying to dive into that more and um, infuse more energy into that. And ultimately, ultimately, that's going to turn in to this amazing style blog that I'm going to start where I can take the information I'm sharing on my podcast and my um, email letters and give them a home a steady state, solid home hub resource that at any given time, if we've talked about something on this podcast or you've seen an email, you don't have to go back through your email. You don't have to spend more time on social media searching. You can just go to one page and take it all in. So that is a goal of mine for the summer. So hop on the email list, 
you can go hop on with an amazing freebie, katiejustdialed.com backslash freebie and download my 18 page, might seem overwhelming, but it's not, I promise, 18 page sync your style to your cycle guide. And it's amazing and it's super juicy. And I'm going to do another episode on that now with all this new clarity I have. And I'm really, really excited. And if today's episode rocks your world and you know another woman in your life that is in the need of some confidence and building that muscle, maybe she's about to take a big leap and will be inspired by today's show, make sure you share it with her so that we can lift all women, because when the tide rises, all boats rise. So that being said, I have the chills. That being said, this month in the pod, the theme of confidence has been radiating in my life, that I'm confident enough in myself to hold my boundaries. I'm confident enough in my value to hold my boundaries. And then when I was looking at my schedule for July and who I had planned out as guests on the show... (laughs) Two of my favorite women on this planet who have helped me grow my confidence on a whole new level will be on this show. And if you don't want to listen to it for me, oh, honey, listen to it for them. Both of these women are my mentors. So first up is a business coach and mentor of mine that I started out with originally, Amanda Walker, and she's going through a really big business transformation as well and has a fuck ton of clarity. And I've always loved her, but I love her even more because I feel this. I feel what she's doing so much more in my soul than anything that she's ever done. So make sure you stay tuned next week for that episode if you are looking for some major, major confidence and thought remodeling around thoughts that you have every day that are in fact holding you back. She really helped me bust limiting beliefs that I didn't even know were limiting beliefs. When I lost my job and was interviewing for other jobs that I didn't want, she continuously showed me ways to hold space for myself to make the decisions, to get me the clarity to come back to styling. And if you're new to the pod and you don't know the journey, it was always styling. It's been styling since I was a child. It's been fashion as a tool to make the world a better place. It has been fashion psychology from day one. And my whole college experience, investment, education was around fashion. But I continued, not continued, at some point I started to buy into what other people thought was best for me and followed that path instead. So super fucking fire episode, dude. Fire, fire, mark your calendars. And then next up on the who's going to be on the podcast this month, which you can expect, is my style mentor. So an amazing, amazing stylist that I have been training with behind the scenes. I just went through her certification process. She's an LA-based stylist. I have the chills. And she is phenomenal. And when I say stylist, she is a life stylist, not just a personal stylist. She has introduced me to so many mindset tools that it has rocked my world. And that was my big attraction to her is she absolutely a thousand percent uses her style and helps her clients use their style 
to feel more connected to their purpose on this planet. And I just couldn't love her more for that. And she has this beautiful, amazing accent. So, you know, it's a podcast. So all you have is audio and you're going to eat it up and she's going to drop some major bombs. And we are going to talk about all the spicy things. We're going to talk about style. We're going to talk about mindset. We're going to talk about sex with our husbands. We are going to have fun. We've already planned it and we've already talked about some of these topics that we'd love to hit on and some of the things that come up in our world. And it's going to be super juicy. I wonder how many of you are like, what? But yes. So let's move on and really start to dig into this confidence piece. Something I did when I first started my podcast that I've said literally probably every episode in the last couple months is I've kind of gotten away from. And don't forget, I haven't had AC for like a month. I had AC and the AC wasn't working. And then towards the end of that journey, the AC was completely kaput. And it was a whole process when you're investing in a brand new AC unit of like, well, which one do I want? And then supply chain and when can you get here? And like all of these things. So I had all these big plans to do all these amazing things to lean into myself and I had no AC and then couple that with summer vacation. And summer vacation for my children is what all ultimately I think sprung this whole thing around confidence. And I'm going to tell you why in just a second. But celebrations, hold space for yourself to celebrate what you have done recently. And I think you should do it every single fucking week. So I'm recording this on a Friday. It's actually Friday right before it drops. I keep telling myself that I'm going to get ahead of this podcast schedule and I don't. And I need to lean into, is that a confidence block that I'm having? Or is that how I'd like to run this podcast as near and dear to my heart and authentically as possible as I can? Because that's always been my thing with pre-recording as I like to keep this pod close to my vest on like what's going on in my life and share in those moments when those emotions feel really raw and real to me. So my celebration is I've been in business for two years this this, November and I haven't A big core component piece of my business that I have not nailed was I'm doing an amazing job of serving my clients and taking them through this journey. And then I wasn't nailing the follow-up or the next phase of that journey. I had a block around receiving. I was like, here's how you're going to rock it. Here's how you do the things. And for some reason, I was blocking helping these women further. It was like, I believed in myself to get them past that hump, but I didn't believe in myself enough to continue to support them with the next phases of the journey. And it was like, I was hitting this wall and things were great. And then we'd like crash and burn and not nothing was going wrong, right? This is my own internal blocks around this. Like everyone's having amazing breakthroughs. People are having amazing wins, but for some reason I just wasn't getting this transitional phase. But I, during my bleed a couple weeks ago, I was having a really, really bad confidence week. Like my confidence was in the fucking trash, (laughs) below the trash with fucking flies on it. Like, I don't know. I was beside myself. And out of those feelings, I just leaned into and I kept talking, I kept talking, I kept going on walks with my husband and like so many things were happening um, in our world. And we kept talking, we kept talking. And ultimately at the end of the day, out of it, I really honestly birthed 
my brand new offer to continue to support my clients with my new stylist on call offer. And I'm super, super excited to put that into the world. So really, really proud of myself for that. So I wanted to hold space and say that. And then the other thing I really wanted to lean into a little bit more that I feel like I've held back on and someone was asking me why. They were like, why don't you share more of your client wins? Why don't you share these things? And I was like, well, I don't know. They're like, you could share things anonymously. You don't have to always like share the person. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I think that's also part of the block around celebrating ourselves is like, I feel so good when these women are doing these things and I'm getting these messages. And sometimes I share, but sometimes I don't because it's almost like the worth. It's almost like the self-worth. Like, who am I to say this? Or it sounds like I'm bragging or it sounds like I'm doing this, but really it's an inspiration and encouragement, right? Every time we share our celebrations, every time we show up as our best self, every time we get on, every time I or anyone gets on this microphone and says, guess what? My confidence was in the shitter. I did one, two, three, and now I'm feeling so much better and I want to celebrate these new things that have come up. We're showing people the possibilities of how to build confidence in that that moment in time. Like it sucks like shit when you're in it. And even though I had the self-awareness to say, I know I'm not gonna feel like this forever. And my estrogen is like, you know, out the fucking door and I'm dealing and my other hormones are starting to check in. Like I know that I could work through that. So I did want to call out one big client win on the pod this week because it's one that anyone listening to this podcast, especially my moms out there, you will love this one. And my question to you is, what would you give to feel energized? I hate when I go to the doctor, even just like a routine doctor's appointment, and I'm sure everyone in our society feels this right now. So like when someone's like, do you feel fatigued and tired? I'm like, bitch, I felt fatigued and tired since January 31st, 2009. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I don't know how to answer that question for you. Um, That's my son's birthday. (laughs) I don't know how to answer that question for you. And honestly, let's be real. I felt fatigued and tired before I had him. That's just a joke. But from the day I graduated college and realized was I was driving home that my first job wasn't going to pay for my brand new car, my brand new car insurance and the student loans I racked up in the apartment I would like to get, I felt fucking fatigued and tired. Okay. So I don't know how to answer that question for you. So the text I got this week after an amazing closet session was, thank you, Katie. I feel so energized. That was it. Seven words. And those seven words just changed my life because I know they changed her life. By tapping into the clothes that she had, she felt a brand new energy that she hadn't felt in who knows, years, months, days. I think it's been a couple years. She felt amazing. She had amazing pieces of clothes in her closet that she had never even put on her body that looked so amazing on her and energetically connected to her in a way that like, we don't realize it's possible. Style is the tool. So if I told you that you could feel energized every day by wearing something that makes you feel amazing, and now instead of having five cups of coffee, you only have to have four, you know, would you do it? Like, this is inspiration. This is encouragement to do those things that we always want to do. This is why we should celebrate our wins and why we need to celebrate them with each other. It's not bragging. It's inspiration. It's encouraging. And it's 
showing other women what's possible for them. Because if we don't know what's possible for us, we will continue to live in negative limiting self-beliefs and not take action on the things that we want to take action on. It's just life. So this is a beautiful segue, 23 minutes in, to taking action and limiting beliefs and doing things that are going to make us feel amazing. So true story. My anniversary was June 3rd last month, right? And I bought this really cute dress. I'm pretty sure I talked about it on the pod, but I have not shared a picture. So I'm going to drop a picture in my email this week when I send out the weekly roundup email. Another reason you need to be on the email list, I'm going to drop the picture in. And any of my local people, and this is so weird for me when it's honestly weird for me when anyone tells me they listen to the podcast. So I live in this very unique small town. And I think it's one of those towns where a lot of people act how they think people want them to act and they don't express their true selves. So my husband and I went out to dinner for an anniversary to a restaurant and some could say that my dress was inappropriate but my dress was totally fucking appropriate. And, you know, I have this whole thing with cleavage and boobs because I think it's one of the big, well, for me, it's one of my best assets. I love my boobs. I have amazing boobs. I love them. It's on record. When I die, my grandkids can listen to this pod over. I love my boobs. They sit up perfect. And even though they're fucking like F or E or whatever fucking triple D turns into, I don't feel the need to have to wear a bra if I don't want to. My only issue with wearing a bra is my nipples. I don't like my nipples to show. When my husband and I met, and this is so inappropriate, the first time he like felt me up and saw my booms were 19, he asked me, were they fake? And I was like, no. <laughs> and I was pissed because I was like, no. I want all the credit for those. Nothing against fake boobs. I need fake fucking butt cheeks, right? I have a total pancake ass over here. So, like, we all have our things. And actually, my butt doesn't bother me. I'm just talking a bunch of shit. Um, For me, it was my stretch marks, right? Like, my stretch marks were the thing that I wanted to consider with my body. That was my body consideration. So, going back to the point of this, because now I'm completely randomly off subject, um, but this is why you're here, is I wore this dress, boobs out, all the things to this dinner, and... I have a local stylist that's a client of mine now, and she was like, was everybody staring at you? And I was like, they absolutely fucking were. But the energy that I leaned into that night was so fucking powerful and so amazing that something flipped in the conversation that my husband had that night. And I am happy and excited to announce that after seven years at my husband's company that he has decided to trust himself and take the leap of faith and leave his, he's officially gone as recording this, to leave his corporate position and go full-time into his business. So he started running the business right around the same time as I lost my job. So we're pretty in sync here together. Actually, it was days after I remembered that I was a motherfucking stylist and that fashion and is the art and the tool that I can help women feel amazing in their bodies, he kicked back into action and started a business. This is super important because this is his second go at this. He had a business when we were in college 
And, you know, we were just young and I mentally, emotionally didn't understand what it took to be an entrepreneur. And we just had different things that were happening. And ultimately, in 2009, we had to shift the business. The economy was crashing. We just had our first kid. So when I tell you that this is a leap of faith and when I tell you that this is a big fucking deal, it's a big fucking deal. When he shut down his business last time, I was not working. We were living off of credit cards. We had $50,000 of credit card debt. We ended up claiming bankruptcy and short sold our house. That's a lot. But that's what I'm here for. That's what this podcast is for. Ultimately, have the chills. And in hindsight, and this is part of the conversation that him and I have had, in, in hindsight, we very quickly got back on our feet and we made really smart, strategic decisions that the next house that we moved into is the house that we live in now. And I wouldn't go so far as to say this is my dream house now, eight years later, because I want more. And that's okay. But at the time, this was my dream house. And I remember crying because I thought there was no way in hell I could ever get that house. But I figured out a way. And I remember the feeling I had after we closed. (laughs) And I'm in the house and my mom and my sister are here for the first time. And I was like, holy shit, this is not my house. I'm so scared. I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to lose the house. There's no way. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm telling you all this because at the end of the day, we took the leave of faith and we trusted ourselves, even though I didn't know if I could. But at that time, I didn't even know what I was doing. I, there was no words for it. The self-doubt was so radically big. And I was harboring all those emotions on the inside and playing it cool on the outside, faking it until I made it on the outside, hoping and trusting that you know I would move out in my career and that like it would all work out. And it did. But I was miserable inside because I was holding it all inside. So when I tell you that my husband leaving, sorry, my MacBook is about to die. That's really weird because then that's going to cut off the podcast. I just had a big oh shit moment because the the thing was like, oh, your MacBook's about to die. And I was like, I am just getting to the good part. But when I tell you that my husband leaving his corporate job right now, today, it's July 1st, it's his first day as a true, like fully employed entrepreneur, it's a big fucking deal. And that's why today's episode is all about confidence and my amazing dress (laughs) getting us there. Me wearing that dress was a signal to myself that one, I don't have to live a life that anybody else is living. Two, I can tap into the energy and do whatever the fuck I want. And yes, I was uncomfortable. Yes, I was like, fuck, I should just go put on the fucking jeans and t-shirt. But by staying so fucking true to myself, and even when it felt uncomfortable, even when I saw people looking at me and thinking, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. They're probably thinking they wish I had the fucking balls to do it. I wanted to like die a little bit inside, but I was so rooted in who am I in the life I truly want in the anniversary dinner that I wanted to experience, the celebrations that I wanted to celebrate at that dinner after 16 years and all the things we've been through. And in that moment, I had no idea that we were really on the precipice. We've been talking about him leaving his job for over a year. I had no idea that that moment, but I felt so fucking sure of myself. And I felt so much like a fucking goddess in that dress that the conversation and the level of the conversation that him and I were having was so much deeper and so much more profound than like anything that we had ever done. And I swear to God, because I was tapped into that energy that I could 
share it with him and bring him into it. It was unreal. Now, I'll tell you again, obviously, we did lots of things on the back end to prepare for this. But I would say those were the easy things, right? The logical things, meeting with your financial advisor, making sure you have money saved, strategically exiting his company so that, you know, he didn't burn bridges, any of those things that we did, all of the conversation, his business plan, setting up his business, making sure that the things were rolling the way he wanted, all of those things to me were the easy things, health insurance, accounting, payroll, all that. The hardest fucking part was the emotional trauma that we had been through as a couple, that he had been through as a man, as a, the societal things that they tell you around being a man and being vulnerable and taking care of your family. And all the feelings he had around that, totally coming up and working through that, that was the hardest part. But at the end of the day, he decided to trust himself. And it's a journey, and that all came from confidence, and that all has come from these last two years of us showing up every single fucking day, even when we don't feel good, saying we don't feel good, and maybe that's not the amazing day, but still going on the walk, still talking, still journaling, still serving, still staying true to ourselves. So I want to share a tool, an exercise that he did. So I, last episode, I think it was, or the episode before that, I talked about the book Tools of Titans. There's a fear-setting exercise in that book. If you DM me or email me, I will tell you the page number. I just don't have it right here in front of me. And we had that amazing conversation with my dress. I'm totally giving myself credit here (laughs) in my dress. And we had that amazing conversation. And the next morning, he does the fear-setting exercise. And that was it. That was it. By Sunday, he had his own personal phone. By that next week, he had set up some things with his insurance and all of that. We did all of that in a month from June 3rd to July 1st. We did all of those those physical things that we needed to do. On the back end, had we been saving and planning for this subconsciously? Yes, we absolutely were. We didn't think it was really going to come to fruition. We weren't really sure, blah, blah, blah. But in that month of going through that one emotional hurdle, we literally domino affected the rest of it. And to me, when I hear people talk about quantum leaping and things like that, that was that. So my point of this was it all boils down to confidence and you have to build that muscle and you have to find the way that you can build the muscle. So now I want to step into tools. I mean, I know we're like fucking 30 minutes into this episode, but I had to share the story. I had to like share the emotion and to connect because connection is key. And you just, to me, it's so important to hear someone else's journey, to know someone else's journey, to relate to it, to get that feeling. Well, if they can do it, I can do it because it's true. You can. So some of the tools and things to think about, like mindset shifts, one, that's fear setting exercise. It's a series of questions to really help you get out of the emotional trap, to recognize the thought error that you are having to do it. So again, I can't remember the page off the top of my head. Of course, I have it like bookmark starred, highlighted. I will be more than happy to share it with anyone. It's in the Tools of Titans book by Tim Ferriss. Second, this is where your fucking boundaries come in, dude. I fucking hate the word boundaries, but you need to do an inventory of your life on where are you not holding your boundaries. And this is my aha moment around boundaries. I have another resource for you as well. 
Erin Miller, certified counselor, motherhood mentor. She's been on this podcast twice now. We've become really good friends behind the scenes of podcasting, and she's such a fucking inspiration to me. She, right now, is doing this series called Summer Bites, Summer Series. It's a shorter summer series that she's doing on her podcast. They're like 15 minutes. So you, if you're down for 15 minutes episodes, you've already turned off of this podcast. <laughs> um, and she has been heavy hitting these points home in 15 minutes. This is specifically relevant for my moms who are navigating what does summer look like in the transitions of summer when we're out of routines or kids are out of routine, especially for small business owners. And what are these things? And she just did this episode on self-devotion. And she was talking about how we are so devoted to our marriage. We're so devoted to our kids. We're so devoted to our careers, our businesses, our bosses, our parents, whatever. But the level of self-devotion that we have is not the same. And she was giving the examples of the way we talk to ourselves. Like, if someone talked to you the way you talk to yourself, would that person be in your life? And of course, we all know we're like, no. But the one that really, really got me, and this is where my boundaries conversation comes back in, is if someone stood you up at the gym as many times as you've stood yourself up at the gym, would that person still be in your life? If someone stood you up on a business appointment, a lunch meeting, um, all the things that we tell ourselves we're going to do that we do not follow up on because, oh, so-and-so needed me or so-and-so needed me this. If a friend says to you, hey, I'm going to meet you at the coffee shop in 15 minutes, and that friend did not show up, and you did not hear from that friend, and you did hear from that friend, and they apologize, and like, I'm sorry, but, you know... Kim wanted to meet at the other coffee shop, and I felt like that was just more important than meeting at your coffee shop, so I just went with her. Sorry I didn't call you. Sorry I didn't text you. Sorry I didn't let you know that I decided to do that. Your feelings would be devastated, right? You'd be so mad at this friend. Now, imagine that friend did the, I'm going to make it up to you. Tomorrow, let's meet at the coffee shop. And for a week straight, this chick is supposed to meet you at the coffee shop, and she doesn't meet you at the coffee shop. By the end of the week, you're going to be really mad at her. Now, she could be a sister. She could be a really good friend. It could be someone that maybe is not going to get completely cut out of your life. But you know what will happen to your relationship? You won't trust her. You won't trust her anymore. You won't trust her to do the things that she says she's going to do. Every time we break a boundary with ourselves on something we say we're going to do and we don't do it, we erode the trust that we have in ourselves. And every time we erode the trust in ourselves, we doubt our capabilities to have the things that we want to have. And every time we doubt our capabilities to have the things we want to have, our fucking self-worth comes into question. Now our self-value, now we won't charge the prices that we should charge for our business. Now we won't ask for the raise that we think we deserve. Now we won't tell someone that there's something that we need them to do. Now we'll say, oh yeah, I know I said I wasn't going to work on Fridays while my kids are home from the summer, but sure, if it's a problem for your schedule, I will fit you in. Right now, we won't wear the dress to dinner that we want to wear to dinner. Now, we won't leave the job that we want to leave to do something that's truly amazing that can actually help other people and fulfill our souls and our families because we don't trust ourselves. 
So this is why boundaries are important, because every time we erode that boundary and every time we tell ourselves we're going to do something and we don't do it, we are essentially telling ourselves, you can't trust yourself. You can't trust yourself enough to leave this job to figure out a way to make money for yourself. You can't trust yourself enough to really go after that passion. Who the fuck do you think you are? You're not actually good at that. Oh my God, do you see your body? You can't even stop. Have you seen your tummy? Oh my God, you're going to wear that bathing suit? Would you be friends with that person? Would you trust that person? Would you be like, hey, yeah, let's me and you quit jobs and go start a business together? No, you wouldn't. And I'm using that as an example because that's relevant to my life. And I mean, as an entrepreneur, of course, now I want everyone to be an entrepreneur. But if that's not your journey, it's anything. It's anything. It's a relationship, the relationship with your kids, the relationship with yourself. It's honestly being super clear on what the desires are you have in life. I want a fucking pool. That's why this house is not my dream house. It feels really weird and privileged to say that out loud, but at the end of the day, that's my desire, and I should trust myself and trust that my intention on having the pool doesn't mean anything and uh, negative, right? And that that's something that I desire, and the happier I am, the more connected I am with my desires, I can inspire other people to do amazing things. When I tell you the amount of emails and this man quit his job and has five fucking new job offers to come back to the same fucking company he just walked away from because he, people were so inspired by him taking the leap of faith on himself and the way that he was talking to people and sharing his vision and his journey that I, I mean, it's literally like the great resignation. And it's so funny to me that him and I had this aha, and then like, this is how I know we're aligned. <laughs> then Beyonce comes out with her new album, and it's like, break my soul, leave your nine to five. And I was like, if you didn't believe me, then maybe you should listen to Beyonce. So this is why boundaries are super important. So think of those things and start with one. So I use Summer Fridays in as an example there. Summer Fridays are my boundaries. Summer Fridays, I said this summer, I didn't start a business so that I could work the same fucking nine to five, 40 hours a week that I worked when I was in corporate, right? I started a business so that I could have the flexibility and that I can work and flow how I want to work and flow. And I said, summer Fridays are going to be something that I lean into with my kids because I want to do fun shit with them every Friday. And at the end of the day, it's 11 goddamn Fridays out of the summer. And if I wanted to stack that in, then now I'm breaking a boundary. So let me position this to you. What's your easiest day of the week to make appointments? And every time you call the doctor, the dentist, or your stylist, or your dry cleaner, or your cleaning lady, or whoever it is, what day is the easiest day for you to make appointments? Friday. Because Friday is the day that everyone's ready to chill. You're heading into the weekend, but it's officially, you know, technically a work day. It's been extremely hard for me, uncomfortable, not hard. It's been extremely uncomfortable for me to hold that boundary because my scarcity mindset kicks in or I feel like I'm not serving my clients. But every single person that I've voiced this to has been so inspired and has held the space and has been like, I'm so fucking proud of you for doing it. And they've made it work because I'm going to read you a quote. Because we will always come up with reasons 
that we cannot make the time to do things, right? And we'll say like, oh, it's Friday this and this and this. But this is something that was really big for me that resonated with me around boundaries. And this is actually a journal. So another tool for you that um, one of my dear friends who's also been on the podcast before, Clarita Escalante, follow her if you don't on Insta. She has a journal. This is her first iteration of her journal. She's about to launch a new one. But right in the beginning of her journal, there's a quote that says, you will never find time for anything if you want the time you must make it. And that's so true. So yes, it's uncomfortable to say, hey, I'm doing I'm not doing calls on Fridays because I'm gonna spend time with my kids on Fridays. That's important for me. It's important for my clients. If this is something that's really valuable and is gonna create shift in your life, whether it's your stylist, it's your personal trainer, it's your doctor appointment, it's going to visit your naturopath, your massage therapist, whatever the fuck. You make time for it because it's a priority for you. If it's something that's important to you, you make time for it. I go get my toes done every two to three weeks. I That's something that's a priority for me. I go get my hair done every six to eight weeks. I don't care. That's a priority for me. It makes me feel amazing. It's time to myself. It's the one time and space I know that's pre-booked into my calendar that I feel like I am devoting to myself and I don't break those appointments. And that helps me feel really good about myself. So in turn, the other things that I, the other things in my life that I create boundaries around should be held the same way. And my ladies listening, you know, if you love your hair stylist, like nobody fucks with the hair appointment. I remember specifically one time my daughter, when she was a baby, had an ear infection, stuck her Q-tip in her ear so far, like she was a toddler. And like, how, how the fuck do they always find shit to play with when you're like not there for two minutes? Stuck a Q-tip in her ear, her ear started bleeding. And my first thought, and I knew she was fine, okay? My first thought, or maybe my second thought, so I don't sound like a completely heartless person, was my hair appointment starts in an hour. <laughs> what are you doing? But I held that boundary I, to be honest, can't remember exactly what happened. I'm going to say, I'm pretty sure my husband stayed with her, took her to the doctor so I could still go to my hair appointment. It also is my birthday hair appointment, so you don't mess with those. But I thought to myself the other day, I was thinking this, and I was like, God damn, if I held every boundary half as much as I held those, man, I would be one of the most powerful women walking this earth. And if I felt that good and that confident in myself, how many other women can I inspire? How many other women can I serve? How many other women can I empower to feel the same way? And if we all are feeling that and we're all doing that, what would this world really be like? How could we really show up? What kind of world could we truly, truly live in? Holy moly, that's super hard. So at the end of the day, I mean, super heavy. At the end of the day, do the things that are going to help you continue to trust yourself. So I had a couple of other things that I wanted to share in this roundup, but it's such a big episode. And I can't believe that it's been 45 minutes already of me just talking about confidence, but it's so juicy. So hopefully you're still listening. Hopefully you're still tuned in to the end. For a few minutes there, it felt like I was like, standing on stage channeling this confidence, this trust, this self-worth conversation that is so invaluable. And it's so exciting to me. And it's 
the very thing that makes me want to show up on this podcast. And it's so funny. It's why I wanted to rebrand the podcast and why I wanted to lean into Styled for Life. Because to me, that's what being styled for life means. It's like being prepared for life. And I want to use the gifts and tools that I'm sharing around style and fashion as just one of the many things that you can use to feel amazing. It's so funny, as I was talking to one of my clients the other day, and when I was first launching the rebrand, we've gotten pretty close over our time working together. And when I first launched the rebrand, she's like, I don't know, I just don't like style for life. Like, you're just so much more than that. She's like, that just sounds so basic to me. And she messaged me and she was like, having these major wins. I think I'm going to try to get her on the podcast to share. And she was like, holy shit. She said, because she was having this major breakthrough around a conversation we were having. And I said, she was like, and it's not just you. This comes up here and it comes up in this area of my life. And I was like, it's never just the style. If we're not willing to like invest in our clothes and adorn our bodies, where else are we not investing time, energy, money, in ourselves. It's not just our clothes. There's many other areas in our lives. Now, some areas are not priorities, right? Like, I get it. Like, there's some areas of your life that maybe that's not a priority for you. But no matter what, you deserve to feel amazing, whether it's you're investing in your food, you're investing in your body, you're investing in your clothes, you're investing in your beauty products, you're investing in your spirituality, your emotional wellness, your therapist, like whatever you're investing, you deserve all of those things. Now, the priority of those things, they can't all be every month, right? Because I can't invest in my clothes the same month that I'm going to invest in my therapist or a retreat, you know, like A, not even financially, B, like space, right? So yes, the priorities will shift, but at the end of the day, the quality of experiences and investments that you're willing to make in yourself will resonate through all of the different aspects of your life. So it's never the clothes. And she was like, oh, now I get it. Now I understand what styled for life means. God damn it. I love the name of your podcast. (laughs) So yay. So I want to shift gears because I felt like that was really heavy. At least it was for me, like in a good way, really deep. So you know me, I love my comic relief and I love after going deep to like just go in and on some fun stuff. So I want to share a couple of like things on my current obsessed stylist central list. So this is how confident I am lately. So you guys know I'm obsessed with lipstick and I'm a lipstick junkie and Stilla Stay All Day, hands down, is my favorite lipstick formula. Hands down. I love the applicator. I love the formula. It literally stays all day. Like, it's made for my lips. But they have gotten away from their super bright colors, and there's three colors that I'd really want them to bring back. (laughs) Or let me buy them (laughs) out of your vault. Like, I don't give a fuck. I literally emailed their customer care. I haven't heard back as of recording this episode. I emailed their customer care, and I was like, XYZ, ABC, I want these colors. How do I get them? Like, it doesn't hurt to ask, but you would really make me happy. And I just thought that that was so funny. So something that's currently on my obsessed list is just the brightest pink lipstick. So if you have a recommendation for like the brightest pinkest lipstick that you know, let me know. Because right now my favorite is Bella by Stila, but they don't have it available and I can't get it anywhere else. Like I don't see it even like on eBay or any sites where sometimes they'll sell like um, 
discontinued products. I haven't been able to find it, but it has a pink brightness, like a neon to it that I'm obsessed with and I want it back. So that's on my obsessed list. Also on my obsessed list, Style Essentials, because it is a summertime, is Thigh Glide. I've talked about Thigh Glide before, but if you don't have Thigh Glide, you need some in your life if you're wearing short shorts or dresses. I don't care. This is not a body image thing. Uh, We all have thighs that rub together unless we have a thigh gap. But if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know. Maybe you do have a thigh gap. But like my son doesn't even have one (laughs) and he's 13. So thigh glide, I think, is the jam, right? Get you some thigh glide. It's like you rub it on the inside of your thighs and they glide all day. No forest fires down there. They can talk to themselves all day, but y'all can't be starting forest fires down there. Okay. Get it at Target. It's literally called Thigh Glide. It's amazing. Um, another thing I've been loving. So I was in the fresh market the other day and I got some enhanced cookie dough. It's literally called dough, like D-E-U-X. And it's like enhanced cookie dough. It's got adaptogens in it. I got the cookie sprinkle one. It has some ashwagandha in it. And like, don't listen to me. I am not one to make nutritional recommendations to you, but it's amazing. And I don't feel guilty when I eat it. And at the end of the day, that's what life is all about. So those are my three things that have currently been rocking my world. So whether you need some thigh glide or you need some bright pink lipstick or some enhanced cookie dough with uh, ashwagandha, Go get it. Go get you some. Now, really quickly, before we hit the hour mark, I wanted to touch on a hot style tip that, again, has been coming up in my ether over and over and over and over. And when that happens, I feel like it needs to be addressed. We're all allowed to have our personal style and we're all allowed to have a strong dislike for certain silhouettes and or products. I was joking the other day on Instagram about not liking Crocs or Birkenstocks. And I don't, I don't have to. And you probably don't like my Adidas slides and that's fine. But there's one fashion item that I really don't care for in the summer that like literally three people in one day use the word capris. (laughs) And I don't like capris because I want to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you what other summer pants to choose instead. Because you might be thinking when I was talking about style, I mean, when I was talking about thigh glide and our thighs rubbing together, you might have been like, this is why I don't fuck with shorts or dresses because I don't have time for my goddamn thighs to rub together. Well, if you don't want thigh glide, also go get you some biker shorts. I do that a ton because I do have a really cute A-line dress. And every time I wear it, if the wind just blows, the dress is flying and it's a full-on Marilyn Monroe moment. And I really just don't have time for that right now in my life. So I do wear um, biker shorts a lot underneath them and you can't see them. And then I feel more comfortable and I just like, you know, I love a good dress. They look great on my body. They make me feel good. But sometimes like I just don't want to have to worry about my ass cheeks showing. So if you don't want thigh glide, get you some biker shorts. But if you're like, oh my God, I need help with summer pants. I really have... A disdain for capri pants, and this is my own personal. I hope I'm not offending anyone. If you like capri pants, more power to you. Because at the end of the day, I will never tell someone to not wear something that makes them happy. Because as a stylist, I am not going to tell you to burn your clothes if they, in fact, genuinely make you feel like you're fucking Beyonce and you're here to like make the world a better place. Then you put those goddamn capris on and you rock the fucking shit out of them. 
But from my point of view and why they're not my first choice is this. Capris usually hit mid-calf. So if you look at your lower leg below your knee, your calf is the thickest part of your leg. When it hits mid-calf like that, you're chopping your leg off at the thickest part. And we're talking a lower leg, right? Because we're talking just below the knee. The thickest part below the knee. That's not doing anything for your leg. It's not making you look slimmer, taller, faster, stronger, better, smarter, funnier, okay? In fact, for my ladies who are 5'4 and under, it's making you look shorter. It is chopping your leg off at a critical point that is just making you look shorter and stumpier, especially if you don't feel like putting on a pair of heels with those capris to give your legs any more length. You're just chopping it off right at the point that's just the most unflattering point on the lower leg. So yes, personally, I don't like them, but I don't like them because I don't like the way they make us look because I think there's other options. If you have capris that roll, unroll them things. So the part that you really want your pants to hit is one to two inches above your ankles. So a nice solid crop ankle pant that can show about two inches above the ankle. It's the most flattering part of the lower leg to show. It elongates the leg for my ladies who feel like everything I wear, I look stumpy or I've gained weight as I've gotten older and everything I wear, I just feel stumpy. It helps bring balance to the body. It elongates your legs. You'll thank me for it. You can do it with flats or you can do it with heels. Don't cover the ankle. So get pants that come up or hit about two inches above the ankle and then don't pair it with high tops because if you pair it with high tops then you're going to cut the ankle back off but wear it with um, a sandal that shows the ankle and it will elongate and yeah I mean you still might be hot because it's the summertime but that is my favorite recommendation for summer pants flip side to that and it's really popular and easy to find right now because it's on trend are just wide leg like linen pants or a cotton linen blend pair of pants because the real the amazing perk about the wide leg is the air circulation so when i'm talking about showing ankle i would focus on that for your leggings or your skinnies something like that but if you're open to air circulation, get the wide leg pants and they will not feel as hot or as constricting as your skinnies or your leggings. And that are my style tips on summer pants. And now you guys know, especially my local peeps now that see me, I have a pair of cropped um, flare leg jeans that I got from Express that literally have had them on repeat. Not as much in the last couple of weeks where I didn't have AC because Virginia is really humid, but that crop leg really opened up, the crop flare leg really opened up and let in a lot of air circulation. And just showing that little bit of my ankle made my legs look a lot longer. So I'm 5'4", which is borderline petite for sizing, but I have a long torso. So I'm officially petite because my legs are shorter or equal to the upper half of my body. So most people, have, well, not most, if you're 5'4 and you don't have a short torso, then you can wear like regular size pants, but I cannot. So wearing those cropped ankles right above my knee, this is something that's very, um, I'm very attuned to because I not personally have that concern. And my other word of advice for you is words are spells. You guys know I'm obsessed with like witchcraft and um all things spiritual, that whole realm of 
the unknown spirituality, words are spells. So recently, one of my big ahas is in my business on what I do around our bodies. It's really important work. And there's a lot of shame that we carry as women around our bodies. We've been taught from a very young age that our bodies are shameful from one reason or another, whether it was the religious um influences that we were brought up within our families or society or whatever, right? As um, a woman, someone that identifies as a woman, we have been treated differently. And there's a lot of shame. And I haven't felt really confident in that area. I feel a lot more confident now. But this whole episode is around confidence. I haven't always felt so confident around talking around women's bodies because I was always so scared I was going to offend someone. I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I just want them to feel good in their bodies. So a word shift that we've been using in my business with my clients is it. I don't ever call anyone's bodies flaws, but don't say, well, my flaws are my hips, my butt, and my stretch marks. No, my considerations are I don't like to show my cleavage and I'm slightly uncomfortable, you know, with my body post baby or whatever. So don't look at yourself and be like, these are my flaws. Focus on these are my consideration points when I'm getting dressed. These are things I have to consider. I love my boobs. My boobs are, like I said earlier in the episode, one of my favorite body parts. I still have to consider them when I'm picking out certain tops. Because if I pick out a top that has a very defined, like, manner style, bra um, type top, it, my boobs aren't going to fit. They're not. They're just not. And that's just a consideration I have to make. Doesn't mean they're flawed because they're fucking fabulous. So it's a consideration. So if you've been struggling with some body conversations, let's think about the words that we use because they're super, super powerful. So I think this is the first time I've ever recorded an hour-long solo episode. So if you've made it to the end, congrats. You win a prize. I love you dearly, and I hope you are inspired by today's episode on confidence and building your self-trust and your self-worth. It's a super powerful conversation. Obviously, I had a fuck ton of shit to say about it, and I hope that you tune in next week as well. And if you're tuning in for the first time and you want to catch up on some old episodes or previous episodes, there's some heavy hitters that have been coming out lately around, you know our possibilities around life. There's an episode on the Enneagram and tapping into your style and how to use it to reclaim who you really are. There's a past episode on human design and our style and how that relates. And just go back, subscribe to the podcast, download, binge it. It's funny. It's juicy. I'm here for it always. I am grateful that you listening and tuning in today. So I'm signing out. Say styled for life and I will see you on the flip side.